0: Welcome to your sophomore year at the Tragedy Academy, where you are the teacher and we are the students. Together, we we'll learn from past tragedy to lay the foundation for a better humanity. The only supplies you'll need: an open mind, and a sense of humor. So, tilt that chair back, talk at a turn, and never raise your hand. Because this is the Tragedy Academy, and class session. And I'm Puris Scott. Welcome to the Tragedy Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and today I am joined by Zane of After Sound. He's a singer, songwriter, musician, and producer in the electronic pop
1: space. How you doing today, Zane? I'm doing well, Jay. How about yourself? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. That's what it's all about. Right before this, uh, right before you hit record, you said something that I really appreciate. Every day above, what is it, above dirt, above ground is a good day. So, every day on this side of the dirt is a good day. Every day on the, every day on this side of the dirt. It's a good perspective to have, that's for sure.
0: Well, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it, life can't be anything but a gift.
1: And to treat it as anything other than that, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. disrespectful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not to, not to be a downer, but I've, you know, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, how they say like debts comes in, comes in threes. I feel like I had one of those waves where it just, hearing about people in my life and it just, people in my life who passed away or friends of friends. And it's just one of those things that every, every morning I wake up and I, I, I'm just glad that I'm okay. I'm glad that the people around me are okay, but it makes you super appreciative of, uh, yeah, just how fragile everything really is.
0: Yeah. When, when you lose loved ones, it does, it does change perspectives and, and things along that line. And it's one of the things is making sure that we understand that the grieving is a necessary process. However, it is not a necessary place to remain. And that uh, once you can get past that portion, it's a celebration of the time, you know, that you have yeah. together with that person. Those kind of things always run together. But, you know, deaths are not, they're actually something we can predict. Like it's <laughs> going to happen. Now, the window going to be way the fuck skewed, but we can definitely predict that we're going to die.
1: Death and taxes, right? Aren't the only two certain things in the world. Yeah, I think that is the uh, the old the, the old the, adage, the old saying. <laughs> <laughs> so you also have a podcast.
0: I want to make sure that I brought that up as well. Coffee with After Sound. So yeah, yeah. You know, I. Oh, go ahead. No, no, Sorry. no I was just gonna say I appreciate that it's coffee. I uh, every episode today's my grumpy coffee cup, but. uh I I am a coffee uh, dude so I can appreciate that.
1: You know I my my journey with coffee is short lived so far. I I only started drinking coffee maybe 2 years ago and oh god I got addicted real fast man. <laughs> it, <wasn't, laughs> it is very it addictive. <laughs> highly addictive. But yeah no you know uh the the podcast is is fun. It's I actually got to say I really admire what you do because that's that's kind of what I was trying to do with my podcast and I have not been as consistent with it or, or have like the direction that I feel like you have, where I really admire it's bridging societal divides with candor and humor and really, really kind of tackling maybe some delicate topics, uh, but, but trying to bring some very real emotion to it. Uh, and part of that real emotion is to bring a little laughter and humor and, and remind us that, you know, not everything is terrible or super serious. So for me, the the podcast, or at least what I was trying to do with the podcast. By the way, I I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the kind words. Yeah, Yeah, of course. No, no, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I, I have a lot of respect for for what you do, the types of podcasts that you do, and and I guess this genre of podcasting, where it's really, I feel like what you're doing is so invaluable in terms of documenting what creators are doing around the world, right? And you know, at, at least for for me, I wanted to be able to do that as well, and that's kind of where Coffee with After Sound started. I just like I said, well, I
0: listened to your show and I have to say that um, I admire your candor because you're very open about your own trials and tribulations and what you go through on a daily basis. I heard you talking about, you know, your mornings, getting up in the morning and how you weren't a morning person. <laughs> and I can I can definitely understand that. I did spend some time in the army, so I kind of got that corrected early. Mm But I'm with you. Once you get the benefit of that morning, it does help your mental health. It helps your overall, you know, stability if you get the right amount of sleep, all that kind of stuff. So I admire you because, and that's just one particular instance, but I can see that you're not creating just for yourself. In fact, um, you know, on your YouTube channel, you said, my goal is to put out music and content that will hopefully make your day just a little better. I do,
1: yeah. That's... That's pretty fucking selfless, man. I try, man. I try well. Give yourself some credit. I, well, thank you. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I, I appreciate the the research into even checking out the most recent episode. yeah, it's it's been a struggle for me, but I, I feel like this falls back into where where probably most of this started for me as a creator is just with with music, right? And trying to be as authentic as I can be. And part of that is being extremely vulnerable and open with people you don't even know with the world essentially right part of me in the beginning was very good at capturing emotions that i wasn't necessarily feeling and i was writing songs for other people to start off with not necessarily writing songs for mm. myself and i feel as though what has helped turn me into a better creator a better musician a better songwriter has been kind of that authentic like here i'm going to you know this is not not that i live some crazy superstar life but it would what i wanted to do was show that i'm very human I have my own struggles. Some of it is hilarious, even to me, right? So yeah, dude, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be.
0: It absolutely has
1: to be. Because if it's not, it's gonna be a shitty day. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, so that's that journey into trying to be as authentic as possible. I feel like has helped in a lot of different areas. The podcast has helped with that. Whenever I do like a, a solo episode, it's more so just me kind of rambling on about whatever I feel like is on my mind or that could bring value to people who are listening. And yeah, I don't don't know. Like I said, it's, I I was looking forward to this conversation a lot because I feel like there's a lot that I can learn from you in the sense of how you go through. I'm a huge podcast junkie. And so therefore it's, it's always fun for me to kind of dive into topics with people. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the podcast. I'm not necessarily promoting it. If you guys want to check it out, feel free. I'm planning to do more, Absolutely, planning to do more, but sometimes I feel like I bite off a little more than I can chew with music podcasts and just life in general. Yeah. You are stretched pretty thin.
0: Now, for those of you wondering, he uh, produces new music every Monday and Friday on Spotify, which by the way, um, I saw that you've got a couple of uh, songs that are actually creeping up on that million mark. Creeping up on that million mark, like so, I think I think people need to get out there and get that. You've definitely been making your mark. You're pretty modest with Appreciate that, it. Um, and you've got a lot of music that you've put out. In fact, you've got a new song coming up uh,
1: soon uh, this Friday, right? Summer nights, summer nights. Yep, coming out this Friday. So. <laughs> The time the timing of this episode or whenever whenever this airs ended up being I (laughs) perfect just for the promotion of of the song, I suppose. (laughs) I admire a lot of prolific content creators out there. And I think my my goal in in putting out this content is to, like I said, just authentically be me and try to very genuinely brighten someone's day, right? Like not that not that I don't have an opinion on controversial topics or stand my ground or whatever the case is, but what I do is what I do is great. It's music, right? It's music. It's not conversational. Like to me, un- music is a universal language. So therefore, you know, I, unfortunately, I tend to write sad music way too much. I I, I want to write happier music. Hopefully at some point we'll get there. I want to ask yourself that question at one point. Look, where's this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Where is this coming from? You know, it's funny because um, you mentioned some of the top songs that I have. The second most popular song that I have on Spotify is like a, it's like a happy, upbeat track that... Is very different than a lot of the other stuff that I've written, and it's funny how many people reach out to me on Instagram or the comments on YouTube and be like, "Oh my God, we want another song like like Dopamine." And I'm just like, "Oh, I don't need like I don't even know. I need I need to whatever I was doing then. I need to recreate that because everything since then, you were probably not caring. I, I you know I've had that
0: discussion with a, a couple of people that have been on the show about art in general and how that um, despite what it is and despite how you uh, interpret it. There's a universal connection when somebody that creates it is creating it from a space of love or that intent of pure authenticity. And it resonates across millennia. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it over and over and over again. And I would argue that maybe the first song that people reach out to you the most about is the one that you might have been
1: not worried about what other people thought when you made it. That's true. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good way to look at it. I think, well, cause what 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 is music, right? It's just we're we're translating. We're really just translating emotion into something that is tangible from an audio perspective. And it's, to me, to me, what's fascinating about and I know this might be a whole other rabbit hole we can dive into, but like, I, I think about how classical music makes you feel. There was no lyrics back then. There was no crazy overproduction. Like, was it Beethoven who was deaf, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Or was it Mozart? I don't know. One of them were. One of them was. I, I, I feel like I should know this. So maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll just skip over that. I hear you. That was a joke, man.
0: <laughs> Dad joke, right in there. I hear you.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a phenomenal thing. It's a it's a it's a really cool thing to be involved with. Yeah, I, I guess what I want to be able to do through it and with it for myself and for anybody who is kind enough to listen or cares to listen is. Just create something like it's about that human connection. It's so cheesy, but honestly, what got me into music in the first place was that whole music is a universal language. Like, I felt like I was growing up, I would listen to all these different artists who had these incredibly diverse and very, very different backgrounds from myself. Yet they could talk about the most personal things in their songs and in their lyrics, and I would resonate with it, and it would mean something to me, and it would make me feel something. And so, you know, for me, with my own unique experience and whatever life has thrown at me, I felt like if I could do that and be the same for not just the people around me, but people who listen to my music now, thankfully, at this point, all around the world. But to me, that's incredible that somebody would listen to something that I've written and have the same reaction.
0: It blows my mind every time when someone talks about the show and, you know, that they've heard things and they they agree with something or, hey, I saw this, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It is nice. uh, It's it's very fulfilling to get that response for the simple fact that the original intent was to make a connection to begin with so that basically means Mm -hmm. you got a bite for what you've been fishing for you know and and somebody somebody out there feels the same way that you do or you've resonated with them
1: yeah yeah you know i'm I'm sure you get a lot of of uh of feedback as well but just somebody's taking the time to like reach out to a piece of your content. It's amazing. They could be spending their their time doing anything else. Well, first of all, it's like they're taking the time to consume your content and then they're taking that extra step to reach out and let you know that something something connected with them in a certain way. To me that's I don't know that's that's the beauty of of the time and age that we live into that the internet makes it so easy. It's a collective consciousness.
0: We have the ability to reach out to everybody, share and, you know, move emotions and things like that around the world in, in nanoseconds. It's a double-edged sword. However, um, (laughs) have you been to Twitter lately? No, I'm just kidding. Oh man. I mean, I'm not,
1: but yeah. Twitter
0: is a hellhole, man. I'm on Twitter. I love Twitter, you know, for the people that are on there with us. But after that, it's, it's,
1: um, my God, it's a cesspool at yeah. times, Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's exactly where I was saying, but that's, that's anywhere on the internet. I feel like any, any place can devolve into that. Any comment section. It's so
0: energy, it's just like music,
1: dude, it's all energy. You got to take the
0: good out of it and leave the bad. You have to make the choice to not allow that to become your reality. It is a choice to take on other people's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to say that out loud. Just like we like to take in what created, you know, by others and the art and the love and things like that. And we can we can turn that away, mm-hmm. right? We can say, I don't want you to love me, I don't want you to be around me, that kind of thing, but we can't turn off the other shit. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like it's we have a choice. It, we have a choice. Like, okay, so you're being an asshole.
1: Congratulations, asshole. You- <laughs> I'm gonna go elsewhere. I love that perspective. I love that perspective because it's 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 literally. You are choosing to care so much about what I have to say or what I think that you are letting it bother your Uh, day, right? That's (laughs) like saying my uncle's friend's neighbor's dog is thinking about
0: me. And I don't like how he's thinking about me. Yeah. How the hell could you connect that many mental lines between heads and think you've got it even remotely mm. in the ballpark? That's just how those things unfold Your music, though I want to ask since you brought it up the uh, you said that you have a tendency to move towards those those sad types of songs and uh, love songs and things like that right mm-hmm. is that is that where we were? Yeah, yeah, and you said I'd say so it resonates with people. so have you ever asked yourself why that particular genre or that particular message resonates with you so much? I
1: think there is something deeply visceral, just about sad emotions, right? Like as, as humans, human nature is, a t- we there's a tendency to focus on the negative, right? We tend to wallow. We tend to whatever. Like it's, it's funny because like the saying is that happiness is fleeting when really it's every emotion is fleeting. Nothing is permanent. Shouldn't be. The only thing permanent is change. Exactly. Right. Only thing permanent is change. Absolutely. So For me, I just feel like that resonates because, well, one, I'm human. Uh, Even with all the UFO stuff going on, I'm human. (laughs) Just (laughs) got to put it out there now. But um, yeah, there was just something where I I felt like it was something worth writing about, right? Something worth sharing. Uh, And I felt like that's what I was always resonating with, too, from a lyrical perspective. Now, the thing is from, I guess, more of like a music production side of things Like who doesn't love dance music, right? Like if you don't, if you don't like dance music, I feel as though.
0: It's a mathematical beat. It's a mathematical beat, right? We have no choice. We have no choice. It's in our DNA. You rattle something at a certain beat at a certain pace a certain timing. Exactly. You will make heads move,
1: feet move, hands. That's what it is, right? And and it it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. I'm not saying you got to like love it, but. You know, there's, there's, there's another element of like the production side of it where, you know, some of that, like, I would love to do more like that. But I also feel like lyrically, that hasn't been where I've been traditionally right or it hasn't been what's what's moved me and i'm i'm not trying to say that i live a, a sad life <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I understand. you're not you're not the kurt cobain of pop music i got gotcha. you <laughs> yeah no, no ab- absolutely not i'm i'm like like we started this this conversation i'm grateful for for everything that i have and where i'm at so it's not like you know i'm just living with my but head you down it's empathy
0: i i feel like it's 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 probably a uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out there i mean obviously we've all gone through heartbreak in life mm-hmm. whatever that might be but I would assume that it. I mean, it seems like you would have probably just had that that visceral pain that you felt. You didn't want anybody else to feel, or you feel that empathy with them, and you're trying to reach
1: out to them. Possibly, I might be throwing darts, you know, at the at the wrong dartboard. No, no, no. I, you you are you are actually right right on. And something that's tangentially related to that is, you know, what I, when I was saying earlier that I was writing a lot of songs to start off with. For other people or doing songwriting for for other people, a lot of times it was me with actually empty was a perfect word, trying to get into the heads of other people going through things, whether that's like early on, actually, some of my songs, I can point to specific ones where it was just like, I had friends who were in a relationship and got cheated on being a friend and having that perspective of somebody who's so close to me that was devastated was something that I was able to take the emotions that I had channel it for my own fame and riches and fortunes but no <laughs> yeah i got
0: you capitalize on other people's sorrows i'm with you capitalize like, on, hey, on other people's local, misery man. right the tragedy
1: I'm you. I'm the
0: too- <laughs> <laughs> world's on its oh, way out i'll just ride
1: that wave ride that wave make as much as you can. no it's it, it was it was something where, yes, it was trying to get into other people's or, or trying to better understand other people's perspectives and experiences, right? And and part of that was maybe my own insecurities and in not being vulnerable with what I had gone through in my own life or maybe feeling, you know, just honestly speaking, not feeling as though I had lived a life worth writing about at that point early on, right? And so it was just like, well, some of these other people who are around me have gone through tremendous hardships or, or tremendous uh, types of experiences. And that's affected me because of the relationship that I have with them and how much I love and care about them. So therefore, just trying that was like the first way for me to really channel emotion into something, right? Before really getting in tune with with myself and where I'm at and where I'm writing from. To be 100% honest, like, I don't even think that I'm there yet. I think that it's a lifelong process. No,
0: nobody's there because- You're constantly again, refining yourself. It's, it's exactly. It's yin and yang, everything floats around in there and equal, you know, it's just what we're actually focusing on at that moment. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that. It's literally what you're focusing on. Nothing more and nothing less. (laughs) Because it doesn't exist unless you're focusing on it. Tell me otherwise. I won't. You know, I mean, (laughs) if you want to really get existential, dude, you could say, as soon as we end this conversation and I walk away, I could physically never exist again and you wouldn't know. Well, that's a very, very deep way of putting it, I should say. That's why I feel like there has to be control of that mindful moment Mm -hmm. when you use art, right? So I would argue that we got a peek at a new self-worth in that song that people started coming to you and saying they liked because you're not going to continue to put out things that, you know, that make you feel sad if you don't feel sad about yourself at the same time or have that inward feeling where you've seen it mirrored on everybody else over and over again. hmm. I think it's time for you maybe to give to yourself what you've been giving to everybody else. Maybe try that authenticity. I had to, and that's what I'm doing now. I'll tell you something I learned from you or that I admire about how you do this. You don't do all of your shows with somebody on the show. With all of your shows aren't with a guest. That requires that's that's some because I'm because I'm I'm lazy. No, (laughs) no. Dude, that is, that is being a lot more aware of yourself and accepting of yourself than you could possibly imagine. Well, no, I, I think you can because once you've recorded your voice and listened back to it enough in different dialogues, you start to see where the neediness is. You start to see where the, where the issues are and where they lie within your own psyche. Mm. You look at music and we start to, say, create for somebody else. And we do put ourselves in their mindset and we try to mimic the emotions that are maybe in the words that they wrote out or something like that. And we twist ourselves into that situation because in order to successfully create that music, you have to literally feel what they feel. Otherwise, nobody is going to listen to that music because it's just going to sound like some regurgitated shit. It's going to be the haunting loop on, you know, on GarageBand about the sad song. And that's just going to be one loop, <laughs> one loop. Yeah, as vanilla as it gets, yeah. So we've got to take that time, that mindful moment, and, you know, use it to channel where it is that we feel the safest within ourselves, or not the safest, where where we feel like we've been judged for the most. You know, whatever people said you shouldn't do or gave you that first critique, because I used to sing in a choir when I was a kid, man. I sung in a Baptist choir, and then, you know, there was a day when I was told, don't sing. It gets on my nerves. Ouch. Who is? I didn't sing anymore. Oh, man. That sucks. Right? I'm sorry and that happened. You want to? No, 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 no. Dude, I sing. I love music. I love music. It's a cornerstone of my mental health. It's uh, it's helped me in ways that I can't even begin to imagine. But that said, you can become a trigger for those core opportunities for people to begin to express themselves mm-hmm. with the same emotion that you're getting to express yourself. I'm lecturing you. Dude. This is stupid. No, you're not. No, but, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I, it's perspective because I love that you loved the happy music because that's what we would, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to get. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: what is this new song Summer Nights about? Uh, well, actually, this is, this is somewhat of a happy song. So- See? Perfect segue. Perfect segue. <laughs> wow, guys, you, you just have to know that none of this is planned. Uh, Jay is just that good, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I just fly blind. <laughs> um, so uh, this this track is as as cliche and simple as it sounds. Um, young summer love i like that that's that that's that light airy where you feel it in the center of your chest fluttering and you look across the street and it's those fleeting looks is that what we're talking about that's exactly what we're talking about it's very teen angsty but it's fun it's got a good beat to it uh the producer that i worked with did a phenomenal job and it's just yeah it's just one of those tracks that i'm hoping will be almost like a a small summer anthem for for people uh to listen to so yeah, that's I guess a, a nice a nice foray back into happier music. Well, you do have such a dynamic
0: range. I mean, I've I listened to your music and it's you have a dude, you have a great voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You've got to know that you've heard it a million <laughs> times and uh be
1: proud of it. I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: How did you uh come to singing as a as a whole? Because that's that's something that you got to try out on yourself first or or find it
1: somewhere. This is going to be a fun story. Um uh, so i don't know if you remember in the late 2000s the video game rock band and guitar hero absolutely who doesn't remember that right like they were awesome so i had never done anything like musically inclined or related before that i had taken piano lessons as a kid uh, because my mom had forced me to and <laughs> it's one of it's one of those things where it became the biggest blessing in disguise i hated it while i was doing it and then all of a sudden it's like Oh, I want to pick up guitar. Oh, it's funny how much I remember from my piano lessons that I despise so much at the time. Yeah, every right?
0: bo- every good boy does fine, all that kind of crap. Go.
1: <laughs> every, every good boy does fine. Face, I think yeah, was the face other one. And yeah, all we, that stuff. We're, yep. going, we're going deep into music theory now. No, it's um, yeah, no. Actually, we're peeking into first grade. <laughs> peeking into first grade. Hey, that's where the fundamentals are. That's really all that matters. Everything else is just. Uh, but just show me where the strings are. We're good. Show me where. Yeah, and so so that game came out. And I was, I was in college at the time and I was living with three other roommates and this is a, this is a four player game, right? I had never done anything musically with that. I wasn't playing guitar. I wasn't anything. I wanted to play drums. So my roommates and I, we decided to go in on this. I think we're all going to split, split the cost for the game and whatever and bring it home. And I had to go drop, you're each gonna buy an instrument and bring it I, back. I, th- I think I think the whole thing costs like 240 bucks. So we all just said, everybody throws 60 bucks or 70 bucks into the pot with, with tax and we're good to go. So we get back, we're setting it up. I remember that I have to like turn in a paper and for some reason, whatever, I had to leave. I called the drums. And when I get back to my apartment, my roommate who I can't even be mad at him because this story has a happy ending. He took the drums, took the drumsticks, said he wasn't gonna give them to me. They pointed at the microphone and they said, you have to sing. And I was like, guys, I don't sing. What, like I want to, I want to either do guitar or I want to learn how to play drums. Cause I felt like the drums, there's some real world utility, right? If I can learn how to play drums on there, hopefully that would translate if I ever wanted to play drums. Right. That's
0: you can, you can emphasize conversations. You can exactly. sit in like, if you're in the doctor's office and you're waiting for them to answer you something, you can tap at a good beat, you know, things like that. It's utilitarian. Something
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so, so they give me the microphone, and we start playing the game. And part of it is like you have to do well enough on a track in order to unlock the next levels. So now I'm singing, and I'm I'm trying to get through these songs, and I'm doing it not I'm doing it just so that the band can succeed within the game world storyline, and we can get to the next level, right? And Rock Band was one of those games, or Guitar Hero was one of those games where it's it's fun to have in a party environment. So we were having people over, and people were you know coming and playing. We were switching out the roles. And so people heard me singing and they're just like, oh, Zane, I didn't know you were a singer. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just I'm just trying to get 75% so we can unlock the next song. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm doing the verbal equivalent of pushing A. That's exactly <laughs> it. I'm, I'm doing
1: the minimal amount required in order for us to succeed and so that the rest of the bandmates don't hold this against me, right? I love this. And you don't even realize it. I didn't even realize it. So that that just became something, you know, a, a fun little like, tidbit that happened because then I think my roommate who was learning guitar at the time was just like, hey dude, like you can actually sing. Like, why don't we try like doing some covers and whatever? And then I picked up guitar. We started playing together. We started like recording and doing covers and being like that whole, oh, these two guys bring their guitar everywhere. Group, right? Oh yeah. You were those <laughs> dudes in college. We were we were those dudes for a semester. And it was like oh man, how many how many
0: how many times did you play like Semi Sonic or some crap like that. Closing
1: time at the end of something. Oh, it was it was it was it was all it was always the classics. Everybody always wanted to hear Journey, and we just weren't there yet. But you know, yeah, no, that's a yeah. close this out. Don't stop believing. No, um. So so that that's really how it started for me, and then it just became this thing where I was singing and playing guitar, and I started investing in audio recording equipment and. Started seeing all these like cover YouTube uh artists pop up. And you know, that's something I wish I had done at the time, just because I feel like a lot of a lot of artists really benefited from the early days of YouTube. It's kinda of like TikTok though. I mean, TikTok is is where it's at. TikTok is where it's at now. You're on TikTok as well, right? Or not yet. I know I am. I, I, I was I was going really heavy at it at the end of last year, and then I have I have fallen off. So I need to I need to get back on that train at some point. But TikTok, it's amazing to see. How many careers have been created from TikTok? It's the virality of it. That's the good side of it. That's the good side of it. Yeah, the privacy data. I don't even. I assume. I assume
0: that all my information is out there, man. That's why we have insurance. Like, I can't even. Like the fact that I can't. I'm not even gonna say shit because some asshole is gonna like run me through the ringer because I'm saying (laughs) this. So let's go Go on to the next one. I don't want to be that dude that like. Wasn't there a guy that did like a cybersecurity guy that put his social on like the side of a, a truck or a, like a, a big vehicle and drove it around because he was saying like his particular cybersecurity service could protect you know, anything and apparently he got like raped over the coals by so many people. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he got like he got like he got like SSI raped or something. Like, Imagine being proven wrong
1: in the worst possible way. My goodness, <laughs> that's not a that is not a bet I want to place. Um, well, no, I had not heard about that story, but that's hilarious. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry for that guy. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad. I'm sure he's fine. He owned a cybersecurity company. Yeah, yeah, which just and he's got insurance. Yeah. Just, why would you do that? I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be for me. It's like blowing out my voice before our concert just to, I don't know, I don't, whatever. <laughs> it's just yeah, gargling, gargling with rocks. Gargling with rocks before I go live, right? It's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can do it. We'll be fine. <laughs> hey academics, have
0: you endured life's tragedies, trials, and tribulations? Did you adapt and overcome? Do you have advice for others to pay forward and want to be a guest? Then email us a brief two to three minute video to show at the tragedyacademy.com and tell us how our academics can learn and grow from these experiences. Thanks again for your support. Now back to class. You brought up YouTube and video games and things like that. And we have a whole new arena with which to create in um, that people don't even realize exists. It's like genres within genres within genres. I mean, you could step away from what you're doing on YouTube and go into video games and be just as big or bigger, you know, in, in, in other ways, it's such a, it's such a weird spider web of, of different avenues, but mm -hmm, it's fucking great because now you're sharing those skills Right?
1: It, it really is and i mean you brought up tiktok so i'm assuming you're you're on there or checking it out regularly right yeah, we're on tiktok we're on like, tiktok I, like the amount of casual okay the amount of creativity is mind-blowing and the amount of it being like casual creativity of people in their living room in pajamas creating something that is so funny right that it like it reaches millions of people it's just it's incredible like it's the one app TikTok is the one social media app that when I'm swiping through my phone, I actively make sure I don't click because I know the moment I open it, I'm going to lose at least 15 minutes just, just scrolling through. Oh, yeah, dude, your legs will go numb in the
0: bathroom if you got TikTok. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> that's be <laughs> that's honest, man, I, across the world. That's why I always laugh when they're like, um, you know, when older people will say like, you know, oh, they need a safe space. They need a safe space. And I'm like, you're fucking on the toilet while you're sitting this out you your safe space. <laughs> Just like every other person over a certain age, you know? yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it will it will suck your soul out, but it does also allow for those authentic moments. Mm-hmm. The ones that you're talking about when you're scrolling through TikTok is generally when you see somebody singing something that you know, they're really raw putting it out there. Or these funny ones you're talking about when they're in their pajamas and they put it all together. And I would argue that the reason why those are the best is because there's usually some hardcore laughing Mm -hmm. involved in them. And when you hear somebody genuinely laugh, you will genuinely laugh along. It's its own energy. It's like music. It's contagious. It's infectious. 100%. No. So we're bad things. Just as infectious. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of what we do with that time that we have, um, you know, when we're in control of somebody's views, somebody's mindful moment. I say that a lot because I feel like TV, movies, art, music, they're all a... Mechanism for people to exercise the last ditch effort at meditation and mindfulness and so much so that they utilize that time to bring themselves back to a center position and enjoy something without the outside stimuli and the mind and that around it and I feel like as a creator that we all have a we have a duty to utilize that time that we control somebody's mind and somebody's feelings and mm-hmm. somebody's heart and somebody's, you know, personality. Y- we have the ability to influence it. You have to utilize that time constructively. Um, there's a responsibility when you, when you unleash your art, Yeah, you've
1: got to unleash it in the right 100%. way. hundred percent. You just brought up something, which I think is the most fascinating perspective I've ever heard. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of gestating within my brain here, but you talked about meditation and how music, movies, art can bring people to that, right? So let me just take a step back because uh, I would love to get you to dig a little bit further on this. But it's like people look at movies or Netflix or whatever and say like, oh, it's just escapism, right? People don't want to deal with their problems. They don't whatever. Yet at the same time, in, to a certain degree, and I'm not equating the two, right? We talk about meditation and mindfulness with literally being clear your mind of everything, right? Or at least most traditional, like meditation will be like focus on your breath or whatever the case is. But it's the idea is to just be mindful and to be, to remove everything else. And that's kind of what people are doing when they watch TV with that escapism. I've never thought about it in that way. Now, is it always productive? I can't What's say that. it's
0: not a distraction?
1: It, it, we can call mindfulness a distraction
0: at the same time, but it is still, it is an attempt at us to separate ourselves from that insanity that we all live within. Because once we stop, okay, so we do have that mindful moment, but we preoccupy it. We preoccupy it with the TV. We preoccupy it with those things because what happens if you remove that last layer Well, then you're alone with yourself.
1: Alone with your thoughts.
0: And when you're alone with yourself, you got to start asking questions, answering questions or living in it and finding out why you're who you are. And people don't want that. Nobody wants that. So they keep that last layer and they hang on and they sit there. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's scary as hell when there's no other place to look for your reality. Mm -hmm. When you have to sit, but that's the thing. You are not alone. Yeah. What we have to realize is every time somebody lets out a a C note or when somebody comes over here and puts together an abstract piece of art or when somebody goes over there and they start, you know, playing the guitar and they're they're just, you know, they're clapped in it up and their freaking fingers are everywhere. Dude, that's a connection. Mm-hmm. That's the mindful moment. It's not just a mindful moment of one person. It's a mindful moment of everybody at any given time. And it transcends time. That is the beauty of this because we're still, we're still floored by art. Every single you walk into a fucking Sistine Chapel, you're not gonna be like, Merp, I saw this on YouTube. <laughs> no. Because as soon as you see that damn thing in real life, you're going to want to cry. Why do you want to cry? Because, you know, the effort that went into that, the heart, the soul, that's why you feel like you're going to cry when you watch a movie with pain. That's why you feel like you've lost your love when you hear a song that's like that. That's why you have all those moments. And it's okay.
1: Oh, yeah. It's okay. Sorry, I ranted a little there. No, no, no. I... I love it. This, this conversation took probably one of the best, most unexpected turns I would have, I would have expected, but that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's phenomenal. I, like I said, I'd never, I'd never looked at, at art in that way, uh, in terms of being this kind of pseudo, <sighs> pseudo entry into meditation, um, or at least not, not through that lens. What's
0: the first thing that we do when we start looking up how to meditate? What's the first types of videos? I, I don't know, music. but I would assume music. Oh, music. music. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah meditation, meditation music. music yeah. We've been, they've been using, you know, Tibetan bowls and, you know, drums and Mm -hmm. all these things to connect with these, you know, people spiritually, internally. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a filter, you know, for, for putting out what the mind distracts us from. I I feel like the mind sits up there and it it serves its purpose for helping us organize these things and put them together Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. But for the most part, it needs to come out unfiltered. It needs to come through in that manner where it it grabs people by the soul. Yeah, you know, and and you do feel it when you do that. I, I hear when you sing, you know, when when the eyes turn away from from the focus of you know who is being quote unquote sung to, whether it's even a microphone. Yep. Whether it's you know a screen or whether it's a group of people or something like that, it's not their music until it's your music. Mm-hmm. Until that time where you don't feel anything else, you don't hear anything else, you don't know anything else. That's why we love those artists, the ones that, you know, are fall down pain, you know, just killing themselves to be whoever they are or mm. the ones that are deep, you know, like fucking outcast. You know, when you listen to that, that's oh, some
1: shit. That is. You
0: want you want to know about yourself and see taking your art form and putting it to another level. Go back and listen to fucking Lauren Hill. Yeah. Open up the MTV unplugged edition of Lauren Hill, and you will relearn what life Ooh. is. That is that is taking your soul and reaching out and touching people. Yeah, I, know, I get I get super passionate about this because you know I see a lot of children and a lot of people that shit adults, a lot of adults. They are upset with the youth for their creativity, for nothing more than the fact that they didn't get a chance to use theirs or let it become something. Mm -hmm. And you know what needs to be said? It's okay to not have had the chance, and it's also okay to still use the chance. Yep. Fuck, who cares? I don't care if you're a 100. If you sing like Whitney, fucking belt it out. Do it, yeah. Please do. I love getting shocked. Nothing better than watching like, you know, uh, AGT and seeing like some older person come out there and then they start swing dancing and shit or throwing
1: knives or singing like fucking no tomorrow. I love those. My, my favorite thing on TikTok for the longest time was older Asian man who was dancing. I forgot I forgot the account, but he was doing all of the new dances. He could have been my grandfather. <laughs> I love it. And he's cooler than everybody I know just because of the fact that he's just getting on and expressing himself. Because he does not care. He's just having fun. He does not care. He does not care. That's the most important part. One of the reasons why people look
0: at, you know, say you have a self-doubt and it's uh, music, right? Mm-hmm. If you think you don't sing well, whether whether or not, or the fact that you do directly impacts what your listener feels about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, they're not going to believe in you. Yeah, that's why 100%. there are a good jillion artists on YouTube <laughs> without you know, and that's not to say that that they're going the wrong direction. It's that they haven't crossed that that big divide in their life. They haven't come to that crossroads where they realize that in order to become a good artist, you have to sing somebody else's shit and live other lives. You can't Mm -hmm. be a whole person without empathizing with others. There's a fucking pathway to get there. Not everybody's going to find it. Yep. You did. You realized you're on the precipice right now. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. You're cresting a million fucking million.
1: You can't even (laughs) count to that. Well, I mean, I think you can, but it would take you like you can't, you can't. It would take a long time, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no. I, I, I mean, well, appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the path and success that I've had, and obviously, it's not anywhere close to near the end of the journey for me. I feel like, like you said, a lot of it is just, is just starting now because I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, the older. The older I get, one, the less I care about what everybody thinks. Amen. And more so important, I, I, I care less about what I used to think, right? Like I let go of a lot of those preconceived notions. I like for me, you know, it's it's just now it's at a point where I kind of want to do what I want to do. You, you, as as you get older, you know, we talked, uh, we kind of started this off with, with seeing how fragile life is, but you start to like, a lot of these things add up and it's just like, man, you start to realize time is not infinite the way that you thought it was when you were a kid running around with no cares. And it's like, what what do I want to do? What, either what legacy do I want to leave? What kind of life do I want to live? Who do I want to be? How do I want to spend this time I have? Who do I want to spend the time with? Right. And so, A huge part of that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's just part of the the aging process, but it gets easier. It's being authentic. It's just being authentic, yeah. You've hit the nail on
0: the head. Um, Everything that we do that causes pain up until that point is always a direct, it's a direct roadblock to ourselves and what we believe about ourselves Mm -hmm. or our capabilities. It's, it, we have to go through the trials and tribulations in order to open up our eyes at some point and look back and lend a hand to those coming forward. There's no other way. You cannot empathize with somebody at the levels that they, just through non-experience. It's the reason why we mm-hmm. have the divides we have. It's the reason why we don't understand each other the way we do. It's the reason why races are apart, socioeconomic,
1: all those types of things. We don't understand. We don't understand what anybody else is going through. Just to piggyback on that, I feel like one of the most, and I don't even know where this quote is from, but one of the most important concepts I heard is you need to, you need to reach people where they are, not where you expect them to be or where you want them to be. Right. So a huge part of that, like you said, is empathy. Mm. It's just You got to understand where people are at so that you can reach them and then bridge those divides, conquer whatever, you know, things need to be conquered in between. And I, I don't know, that's, that's such an important point that you brought up. No, I appreciate it. And and here's the
0: thing, you know, I think that uh I think that this is a this is a collective movement that is happening and I think that uh it's it's happening, you know, on the heels of you know, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, when you put people into that self-thought, that self, you know, evaluation time, you know, where you're on your knees and you've got no choice but to either, you know, become somebody different and move on yeah. or give into it and, and just continue to loop the insanity. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, it really is. I mean, let's think about it. Everything out there is just a repetitive act to not think about the fact that we're all going to die. That's all it is. Yeah. Nobody wants to say that. You're not going to go in the grocery store and be like, what's this about? Fuck no. We're all going to die. They're just no. not going to say that, but nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Right? So we just, Oh, I'm ranting again. It's been fun ranting along with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is is what we're trying to accomplish. I think that everybody is moving forward. I think that we're getting more people. Things like TikTok, you know, as many bad things are said about it. At the same time, what we discussed earlier is what's coming out of it. I think that people are also examining, they're re-examining their perspectives Mm -hmm. on global history, on global cognitive bias Mm -hmm. on learned understandings on all those things and it's waking people up problem is is you can't yell at the people that did them before they knew
1: they existed that is absolutely true it's a double-edged sword but you know to go back to another point that you had made earlier i I think the beautiful thing is that it's become so much easier for people to to have a form an easy form of self-expression that is also easily validated by people around the world and and Sometimes it gets validated to a point where you have people who let it get to their heads and whatever the case is. But I think for most people, just being able to know that, like, you can be your weird, unique self, share that with the world. You should be, exactly. You should be be your weird, unique self, share that with the world. And you're going to find many, many people who will appreciate and respect the hell out of you for doing that. Right? They want that. They want that. Like, yeah, again, I say this a lot, but if whether you're
0: religious or not, we can only be born one way, one person, one individual, right? Mm-hmm. And to try to be anything but that is a slap in the face of whatever created you. Yeah. It's as simple as that. If you're created to be a fucking dodo, <laughs> go be a dodo. People want to see yeah. you being a dodo, right? You, we fight so hard to rearrange who we are from day one. Why the fuck do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I love there was a thing when I lived in Japan, one of the coolest things, um, I had a friend, he had a baby. And it was probably like two, three weeks after the baby was born. And I saw him and I said, I was like, so what's the baby's name? And uh, well, he kept talking about the baby Mm -hmm. and he kept saying baby. I'm like, what's the kid's name? And he's like, well, we haven't named him yet because he hasn't earned a name yet. Interesting. Okay. And I was like, for fuck's sake. So the explanation was that, and I don't know that all Japanese people do this, but it, it's a, it, it, seemed, it seemed like a fucking yeah. brilliant thing, right? And here was here was the thought behind it. They don't give the name when the child was born because it might might be a Bob at birth, but about a week into it, it's fucking doing Charlie <laughs> things. No, it, it if does. That makes I mean, sense. it's a... It's a fascinating perspective. Yep. <laughs> you let the kid make some facial expressions. Yeah. You're like, okay, he's, he's giving me a Putin or he's giving me a fucking... <laughs> Jim Carrey. Oh, he's not a bob. We messed up. No. We messed up. He's not a bob. Exactly. Give him a little time. Let him simmer. <laughs> let the wrinkles flatten out a little. Let him turn some colors, grow some hair. And you're like, yeah, you're a Eugene Levy. Them eyebrows In the meantime, are fucking just, out there. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they just, baby, we do it to our animals. We go, hey, puppy, cutie. We do it to our wives. <laughs> Why not do it to the kid, too? Why not?
1: Give me some time to earn your see, name. Well, that's this. This is this is we're going to loop it right back in with the theme of this this show. It's about self-expression. You got to get the kid to do a little self-expression before we name them, right? I, I respect that. But you're not going to name your
0: kid like Richard if he laughs at all his farts, you know, or
1: you're not going to give him some, Richard's probably not the best name, but you know, like a Humphrey. I, I'm curious now, what is the name? What is the name of the person who laughs at all of his farts? Is that how I'm No, no, not that one. I'm saying like he comes
0: out super serious and pretentious. You know, you give him that name, but then he just laughs at all his farts. You know, that's like a, that's a J. That's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a J, but you ended up being a James, you know, something or other the third. How could you? How could you? Don't try to be a James something or other the third. Yeah. James the second. That's where we cut it off. Yeah. This is, we're not, you know, we're not animals will at least allow second generation nothing past that <sighs> yeah yeah no, nothing nothing it's the third really come on that's too much work man <laughs> I, one more tick mark and then you got to cross it across like 5 and you know do that's, you do that's that that's a good point i i wonder if <laughs> i've never met somebody <laughs> the fifth but if i had a fifth if i was a fifth that last line and like i would i would go from iv and then I would go back to four sticks and put a five strike across it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the last like that. motherfucker
1: with this name. <laughs> I would go down in infamy. It's not. I. It's not V.I. No, like, we're not even using Roman numerals. Nothing. We're just gonna slice it right through the middle. That's it. We're, we're gonna look at this. Is a prison. This is a prison <laughs> sentence. <laughs> just or drawing the line right here, <laughs> literally and figuratively.
0: Exactly. Well, Zane, I, I can't thank you enough for for coming on today and talking about things that are so deep, you know, and sharing your uh, your gift with all of us and um I, i'm gonna make sure that we put some of your music in the show if you'd Appreciate like that. and we want to make sure that we put some links to uh to spotify everybody will be able to find all that contact information in uh in the show notes um but in the meantime do you want to give some plugs to uh to some things that you're working on and where everybody can find you
1: yeah sure well first of all i just want to say thank you again for having me on I, it's kind of serendipitous how we got connected in the first place but uh enjoyed the conversation tremendously. And like I said, I'm a big, big fan of the show and respect the hell out of what you do. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So for, for, if people want to connect further with me, I, I try to be active on Twitter, the the cesspool that is known as Twitter. No, I love, I love Twitter actually. But, um, so I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I am on Instagram as well at Aftersound. If you just look up after sound on any of these platforms, unfortunately I wasn't smart enough to get the same thing across all of them but uh, (laughs) they come in stages but they
0: come in stages um, you also have a youtube
1: channel too you've got an established youtube channel with a lot of views yep so on youtube that's where that's where i post the uh the podcast as well as new covers new music and uh as we talked about briefly beforehand i got a new song coming out this friday well i'm not sure when this will air but uh summer nights would appreciate if you guys could give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Yeah, you guys have to. And uh, yeah, it's Absolutely. it's a, it's a happier song rather than all the sad music that I've written. So you know, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully, be a there summer we go, jam. man. Finding
0: that happy side. There's nothing wrong with the uh, with with other types of music. I'm just <laughs> uh, I was just busting your chops. Of course, you know we can have we can have all types. Um, exactly, exactly. You know, it's what you feel that day. What resonates with you. So again, Zane, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Same. Likewise. Um, Learned a lot from you. And uh, hopefully all the academics did as well. And uh, remember, everybody, be cool and keep learning. Hey, academics. Thanks again for attending another class at the Tragedy Academy. You can show us some love by subscribing, downloading, and rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Or ask Amazon Alexa to play the Tragedy Academy podcast You can find links to all major podcast platforms and past episodes at thetragedyacademy.com. You can find us on all the majors of social media, on Instagram at thetragedyacademy2019, on TikTok at thetragedyacademy, and on Twitter at tragedy underscore academy, where we'll post our clips of upcoming shows, updated info, and thoughts. If you'd like to be a guest, send an email to show at thetragedyacademy.com. Keep an eye out on Instagram for Tragedy Academy giveaways. Thanks again for coming to class. And remember, be cool, keep learning. What's up, academics? This is Jay. I'm here to talk to you about Into the AM. This is a clothing and apparel company that I came across last year that has the absolute coolest designs. And the reason why I was attracted to it is because I grew up without a lot of money, like many others, and had to shop on that outlet rack with the irregular items, things like the fly was over four inches to the left or the right sleeve would be twice the size of the left. It looked like I was growing horizontally. Like, it's okay, honey. You'll grow into your left arm. So you really don't get a chance to express yourself the way that you want to. You go into life, you start putting on suits, you start putting on uniforms, and you realize you'd never had a chance to truly express yourself. Enter into the AM a team of artists and creators who share a common vision. They see clothing as a canvas to express what drives you. Since 2012, they've developed premium apparel that elevates self-expression and provides unparalleled comfort for wherever your passions take you. Into the AM's passion for change is the driving force behind their brand. They remain committed to creating products that inspire and promote self-expression by partnering with like-minded organizations focused on giving back to communities in need. Last year, they donated 1% of all revenue from their graphic tees collection to the Art of Elysium charity. The Art of Elysium is an artist organization built on the idea that through service, art becomes a catalyst for social change. For over 24 years, the Art of Elysium has paired volunteer artists with communities to support individuals in the midst of difficult emotional life changes. They currently offer 110 community programs per month, serving over 30,000 individuals per year. The only permanent thing in life is change. Supporting charities dedicated to helping those going through these changes, trials, and tribulations require a never-ending commitment. The onus is on us as creators to affect change through our true, authentic talents, and Into the AM is the model of how this is done. Their clothes are handcrafted with care. They have a team of skilled artisans that craft each garment with the highest quality fabrics and eco-friendly inks. Not to mention, these things don't shrink, They don't fade and they fit as if they were designed supernaturally. I'm stopped every time I wear one of the graphic tees to find out where I got it. The colors attract attention from miles and the art is nothing short of spectacular with designs for everyone. One of my personal favorites, Twilight Maiden. Go take a look. End of the AM does all of this while putting their money where their mouth is. 30 day money back guarantee, lightning fast shipping and hassle free returns. The deals are endless. Graphic tee bundles, discount promo codes, Get over there, check it out. I'm highlighting the tees, but I'd be remiss to not mention that if you want to walk around in the absolute most comfortable shorts, joggers, and basic tees, hit up into the AM. I even wear the basics to the gym. Head on over to the tragedyacademy.com, go to our sponsors tab, and follow the affiliate link to the Into the AM store. Help support Into the AM and the Tragedy Academy by purchasing the absolute best apparel and the best designs ever. And remember, academics, be cool and keep learning.